Let's talk about leadership, shall we? Welcome to the Strategy Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Miguel LeBron. Here at the Strategy Rewind Podcast, we look at the relationship between goals, strategies, belief, and objective breakthrough. I'm so excited for today's episode. Hey, if we haven't met before, thank you for being connected here today. I am a father, a leader, an author, a strategy coach, and mentor, and I partner with individuals who have a goal but need a strategy. And in this podcast, we focus on the strategy to help you have a breakthrough moment. The future leader is going to have to be more emotionally available. By this, they will have to be willing to have more difficult conversations and ask more complex questions. Listen, there's a few articles that I've written on leadership because to be honest, I've worked in leadership for nearly two decades with regards to training, with regards to strategizing and strategy implementation. So I know a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to leadership. There's a few articles that you can head over to my blog on my website, miguellebron.com, or just click the links in the show notes that will help you further along in the idea of leadership leadership. The emotional availability of leadership is one of them. And of course, most recently, I've published this article that has to do with the five different styles of leadership. Because when we talk about leadership, one of the things we have to get to is number one, define what leadership is. And then number two, figure out your style. So let's start off with number two, and then we'll come back to number one. Yeah. Number two, with regards to defining the leadership styles. With the leadership styles we talk about in this recent article, there are five that are parallel. They kind of overlap. Number one is the coaching leadership style. Number two is the transformational leadership style. Number three is the autocratic leadership style. And number four is the democratic leadership style. And number five is the strategic leadership style. So here's the thing, regardless of where an organization or a team is, they may need one specific leader compared to another. Here, I'll go into a little bit when we talk about the coach style. The coach style leadership is that individual, like think about a a coach from sports. I'm a big fan of basketball and one of my favorite coaches was Phil Jackson and what he managed to do, not only with the Chicago Bulls when Jordan was there, but also with the Lakers where he implemented the triangle and it really just changed the game. Now, here's the most interesting thing. Phil Jackson later came back to the game after retiring for some years and he tried to coach the New York Knicks. Well, at least he tried to give instructions on how it to be coached. And one of those things was he wanted to implement the triangle. And if you recall, that was a disaster. Not good for him. Not good for the Knicks. Not good for Carmelo Anthony. Anyways, here's my point. Each organization, regardless of where they are, will benefit from one style or another. And each leader, regardless of where they are on their development, may contain a sprinkle of something and a dash of another. But it's important to understand what kind of leader you want to be. For me, it's important to be a leader that's always in service because regardless of if you're a transformational leader or if you're a strategic leader or even the coach style, the fact is service is always in style. But let's go back to number one. The number one thing here is to really define 
what leadership is. To me, it boils down to service. To me, leadership is that person who is in position to guide and to instruct. It's that individual who has the ear of those who are around them. This is why it doesn't matter and it has nothing to do with the corner office or the private parking or the yearly bonus or whatever other little razzle-dazzle you would throw in there. Leadership has nothing to do with that. This is why you can be an aunt, an uncle, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a cousin. You can be a neighbor and be a leader because if the people around you look at you as their north, you're a leader. If the people around you are about to make a decision but look at you to kind of be the compass, you're a leader. And what you need to begin to do is actually figure out what is it that puts you in leadership position over and over and over again. My personal experience was that I would continue to fall into these positions of leadership. All right, let me rephrase that. I would continue to find myself in leadership position. And I would ask myself, why? And I found the skills and, and what it is about me that put me in those positions and the grace that put me in that position. And I was able to grow into that and harness that. And what I would encourage you is, number one, define leadership. Number two, figure out your leadership style. Head over to MiguelLeBron.com because there's so much content there with regards to leadership and leadership qualities and strategy for leaders that is totally free. You can also click on the show no links and that's going to take you to the website. But I want to take this conversation a little further. To do that, let's bring in today's guest. Today's guest is Nathan Jaros. He is the author of the book Leadership, the universal skill everyone can be a leader. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of the program. Oh, thanks for having me, Miguel. For those who aren't familiar with you, let them know about yourself. Yeah, so my background is a lot of international leadership development. I run a nonprofit organization called Alight, Leadership Influencing Teen Empowerment, where we go into area high schools and middle schools and teach leadership development training and emotional intelligence training. And Nathan, when we look at the center of your book, <laughs> right at the cover, it says everyone can be a leader. And of course, there are those who would say that they're not leaders. Maybe they're looking at the followers they have or the lack thereof. How can we help them redefine leadership and really see themselves as a leader? Well, I think it all comes down to how you define leadership. So if you think leadership is a title or a position and you don't have a title or a position, then you might see yourself not as a leader. If you see yourself as successful only because you have a certain number of followers, then you might not see yourself as a leader. But if you see leadership as adding value to the lives of other people, positively influencing others to work on a common vision, that's leadership. So that means whether you are maybe in business, a manager, maybe you are a parent and you're influencing the lives of your children, that's an example of demonstrating leadership. And when in my book we talk about how do we be a quality leader, kind of balancing the two of being ethical and effective, with effectiveness being the ability to accomplish your tasks, the ability to positively influence other people, and then the ethics relate to the values, the morals that we lead with. And both of those are things that we work on as leaders throughout our lives, that we can always be better with our ethics, and we can always be building and improving upon our effectiveness. 
there are different styles of leaders. Some may be more effective than others, and some may be more aggressive than others. But often we find these leaders that almost don't even want to take responsibility for what's taking place. You said this awesome quote, which was effective leaders who lack values, integrity, or ethics can influence people to do things that shatter the world's consciousness. How can we say that a leader was good when the consequences of the leader's actions led to harm and infringed upon people's autonomy, liberty, or even their right to exist? End quote. An amazing quote, by the way. But how do we get to this, really, the heart of it when we talk about leadership? How do we get to the heart of action and character? There are some work-based examples throughout the book because, again, it does relate to the professional life but also the personal life. And so, like, with that quote, one of the reasons that I even wrote this book, it started with a story when I was flying to China for a leadership program with Chinese youth where I was there for about a month. And with that flight, there was a Mongolian student that was flying on that 23-hour flight with me. And so we were able to talk about a variety of different things in that 23-hour flight. And so we talked about sports. We talked about U.S. geography, what is a city, what's a state, stuff like that. But then we started talking about leadership. And I remember asking him who were some of the leaders he looked up to. And I was interested to see a Mongolian's perspective of who was a good leader. And as we talked, one of his first people he mentioned was Genghis Khan. And I'm like, okay, fine. Mongolian likes Genghis Khan as his role model leader. And I said, well, okay, who else? And I was thinking of, are there political leaders? Are there authors? Are there community leaders that he looked up to? Then he mentioned about Julius Caesar. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Okay, Caesar, I could see that. Then he said Napoleon. And I started seeing a theme, right? He was seeing leadership as conquerors. But then he kind of shyly brought this next person. He mentioned he was, well, he goes, I guess, I mean, Hitler was kind of a good leader. I mean, he did bad things, but he was good at what he did. And that's where I was realizing that oftentimes we have that debate as to can a leader, can a good leader do bad things? And that is a common debate in leadership. And when I was looking more deeper into this, all the different leadership strategies, leadership theories, the leadership studies. There's a lot of work on leaders having structure and consideration, right? Structure for the task and then consideration for others. But you can have consideration for others with malicious intent. And so it's looking at what do we want to define as a quality leader? And that would be balancing both a desire for ethics and a desire for effectiveness, whether it's in our professional life or in personal life. You know, it's an awesome truth that you're mentioning here, Nathan, because truly it's not about the title. It's about the service. Right. And we need to be able to take responsibility and serve and serve with pure motives. What are some other strategies that we can implement to become more effective leaders and serve with that balance of effectiveness and ethics and values? Absolutely. So I think one of the first things, because with the book, it goes into the model of ethical effectiveness, and then it goes into how do we become more effective. And so a few of those strategies, right, we talk about finding a vision, having a purpose, and in doing so, setting smart strategic goals to help us accomplish them. We also talk a little bit about how do we define a strong team culture that allows us to have a culture where team members can thrive in our team, where it's not just about how can you, the team member, help me, the leader. It's how can we have that mutually beneficial relationship that accomplishes a common shared vision. 
We also talk about strategies going into the team productivity versus the team and excuse me, the leader's involvement, where as a team progresses, the productivity early is going to be very minimal, not because the team is bad or stupid or incompetent, but just because they haven't developed the skills yet. So the leader's involvement is higher early in that stage of team development. But as the team progresses, the leader's involvement backs off and decreases while allowing team members to take on more leadership, take on more responsibility because they have developed the confidence and the ability to accomplish those tasks. So we talk about how do we adapt and our style as a leader to fit the needs of our team as well as embracing diversity, knowing that there is the physical diversity, ideological diversity, and behavioral diversity. And that just because someone may look, act, think, or behave differently than we do, that that insight is valuable to us as leaders because I might not see the world the same way Miguel does, but the way Miguel sees the world could offer new insights to our team to move forward together. So a variety of different effective leadership topics are discussed in the book to help kind of add more tools to your toolbox to be an effective leader. Awesome, awesome strategies here, Nathan. For those who want to get connected with you and everything you're doing, of course, information about your book, which is already available on Amazon, please let them know. Absolutely. So if anyone is interested in light information, so L-I-T-E, there's the website. It's light, L-I-T-E-U-S-A dot org. And that way you can see more about the nonprofit organization. So if you have a school in your area or a youth group, community group, we also do provide adult programs as well that can be discussed. That's where you can reach out to us on our website. If you're interested in Leadership, the Universal Skill, the book, you can go to my website at Nathan Jaros. That's spelled N-A-T-H-A-N-J-A-R-O-S-Z dot com and there you can find the book off of amazon and get your purchase awesome thank you so much nathan for being part of the program well thank you so much for having me it was a wonderful time sharing this information with you and thanks for your audience for paying attention and listening to it i want to take this moment to thank everyone who has been connected here today thank you if you found value and insight with the strategies discussed today Check out the show notes for further highlights and helpful links and consider subscribing to be notified when a new weekly episode is available. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as that helps us know that you like this podcast and want more of it. A special thanks to today's guest and please be sure to follow them for more helpful information. Well, I'll connect with you on the next episode of Strategy Rewind, but in between time and in the meantime, check out MiguelLebron.com where you'll find free resources. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you shortly.